And now it's time to go to therapy. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Obi-Wan! Traitor! Disobedient. Disrespectful. Traitor! You call for order. You beat us down. But when your shiny neck was threatened, you squealed like a whoop hog. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Therapy, the show where we talk about Star Wars and, and life. life. A couple uh, housekeeping things off the top. If you realize that our audio is significantly worse than last blame time. Blame Caleb. Yeah, well, I... Blame I, Caleb for moving. Yeah, blame, yeah, how dare you move? Blame the, uh, blame the apartment complex I was living at for many, many things that caused me to move. <laughs> <laughs> we do not have mic stands, and we are in a very unsoundproofed room right now. So. Yes, the, the road outside is very audible at this point. I wanted, because I have an office here, or what I'm calling an office, and I wanted to originally record in there. But one, it's tiny. <laughs> We're and, not going to fit in there. <laughs> and two, the ceiling slants down, and you two tall boys would probably not be comfortable in that room for extended periods and of time. And I don't think your podcast association has uh, liability insurance. So. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm bending down in there like my back is shaped like this program is brought to you by the letter B. I don't know how you do it. I don't know why your ceiling does not uh, adhere to Pythagorean's theorem, well, but I'm, here we are. Like, like I'm two and a half. I'm like two and a half to three inches shorter than you, which helps. Yeah, but looking fair. for slope formula. It is. Yeah. It is very much a uh, Gandalf and Bilbo's house type scenario. <laughs> Wait, did I say that to you? Probably. Okay, because I, I for I was sure like, that's a good line. I for sure saw my dad the next day after I was here, and he was asking like, "What's up with my friends?" And I was like, "Oh, I saw Caleb's new place. I felt like Gandalf when he went into the Hobbit hole." <laughs> and there are not many pop culture references that will make my dad laugh, but that is sure one of them. <laughs> um, the second piece of housekeeping we have today, boys, is I have the major award that I need to give out. I was wondering for last oh, week's I re listened to the dumb episode just to make sure I was like trying to count my points just to make sure that I was going to win. Uh well despite the fact that the points were not given, but Yeah. Remember this is We like, were who's lining that. <laughs> I'm so glad you said it. I was literally about to. Except the points do matter because you're gonna you're gonna get a gift that changes your life if you win this. Okay. Okay. Is there a final question that we need to answer? To no, no. God, I hope well, not. <laughs> no. So for context, I uh, I, I cut out the Obi Wan uh, versus Lando question from my tally because I was like, this is getting way too personal, and if I award a point based off of this, I feel like I'm judging my friends. Listen, I am right. <laughs> Listen, that's rigged. I did a whole lot of healing during that episode. Okay. Yeah, which is why I don't want to. I don't want to. Oh, did uh, you? You trivialize it. it? Yeah, we're gonna I've we're gonna give an update to the I've Star forgiven, Wars. I've fans. forgiven Lando. You forgive Given Lando, all right, Lando all right. for leaving me for the Millennium Falcon um, <laughs> and several other unnamed droids. It was very close. It was going back and forth for a while before the person who won got the lead. And I can tell you which answers I gave points to if you care enough. Let's do it. Okay. So It'll get us in the mood. Oh, now we're going to build up suspense for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to be going back and forth here. And I don't remember all my reasonings because I don't re 
listen to this stuff that much uh the taste planet goes to alex if solely for the not very was funny but i was gonna say the bell peppers comment on felucia yeah but you also gave there us you, that was hilarious that was peak comedy no within that answer you gave us the crate of salt crate oh which God. oh not, the bit yeah not funny but i do love it like <laughs> i literally at a point with that bit said this needs to stop <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what i think i liked about I it was peak comedy was like usually it's me trying to end a bit but this time i was fine to ride that bit all the way (laughs) it was so stupid (laughs) (laughs) at a point i was like the snake is eating its tail we need to stop um chewy and c3po went to steven porks fly went to alex blue milk versus green milk went to steven do they fly now went to alex uh, makes sense. The droid courting went to Steven because Alex didn't answer that question. He answered a <laughs> he different did, question. Although a much more direct and vulgar version of the answer. Oh, this was the one you didn't answer because to be fair, oh, there was only one about. answer. The Should the title be changed a longer time ago in a galaxy far, far away went to Alex. Pop song went to Steven. Yeah. Um, the punk venue went to Alex. The Terminator went to Steven because you tried. <laughs> I tried to under... God forbid I tried to under understand my friends dropped into star wars was really close but i gave it to alex for reasons i do not remember droids versus <laughs> wookies also was very close but i gave it to steven for reasons i do not remember and this is neck and neck this is neck yeah, and neck. i'm surprised to to break the tie is the annoying vader question which did go to alex you know what uh, that's part of the episode i agree with that because suck it i was about to give you a whole compliment <laughs> <laughs> i i listened to that okay, again today and the <laughs> The idea of his his suit shorting out over the toilet. <laughs> He's just locked oh, this in a was place. the oh so yeah. So Alex, here is your grand prize. <laughs> what wow, is it, Alex? Her boobs are massive in this. <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> Would you like to tell the listener what you got? Oh, yeah, and I'll show it to Steven, too. It's <laughs> Jack a, caught a glimpse. <laughs> it's, it is a pack of Catwoman premium trading cards. Specifically, Should I? Halle Berry's Catwoman. Yes, the movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh, and that's just that's such a low-res photo, too. <laughs> Wait, can I see? I mean, it's not, like, pixelated, but, like, you can tell. Oh, dude, <laughs> just... yeah, you can... <laughs> Man, that you looks can like tell early two thousands like, on it. They just whenever that traced came the out. line in Photoshop, cropped it, and they were like, "Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Ship it." Yeah, there, uh, <laughs> there's something. I hope you value them, Alex. I value this moment. Good. <laughs> I think this is fun. I think you've gotten the worth out of them. If they disappear in I, your upcoming move, I don't blame you. I think on the tier list moments of people opening Catwoman trading cards, this is probably near the top of enjoyment. I don't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> like, think okay. about all the people around these United States and other places where your Catwoman products might be sold. And the moments that they have Holly with opening Catwoman, Catwoman uh, cards, I don't think people are smiling as much as we are. This is probably <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm just imagining some poor, like, seven-year-old girl who's seen only Halle Berry's Catwoman up to this point, and it's 2023, <laughs> and she goes to her mom, and she goes, Jake, I want for Christmas your Catwoman trading cards. And she goes, they don't exist, honey. <laughs> they do. They talked about it on Star Wars therapy. And she goes, what is that? Oh, speaking of people who shouldn't be listening to our podcast because they're too young and impressionable. Ronan! Ronan! <laughs> Last bit of house cleaning. Anyway, yeah, so we got a, a wonderful Discord message. 
in our Battlefront Discord not too long ago, although I think I saw it like two weeks after he sent it, (laughs) but uh, of my friend Riley, who I used to work with, and uh, he just had a newborn baby, and he said he and his little little son, Ronan, listened to Star Wars Therapy on a loop every day. (laughs) And I don't know how many (laughs) times this kid has heard our voices, but uh, he he seems to really like it, because apparently whenever he hears the, and now it's time to go to therapy uh he his like eyes perk up or something and he by the way and i met the kid the other day he's so adorable that's the cutest cutest thing ever hey ronan shout out to you shout Um, out ronan you don't speak english english yet but shout out to you man ronan you're a true warrior you're wonderful and please don't listen to anything i say and take it with you into the life that you will eventually have also don't listen to your dad yeah finally not finally, because we've had a good time here today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the listener, finally. For the listener, you're in for a great, well, I think it's got to be a great topic today. Steven, since you came up with the topic, would you like to introduce it? So the topic today, I figured since this episode will be released on our two-year anniversary of, of doing this show, that we would look at what would have been Star Wars What If. Some deleted scenes. In particular, mine that I found are all from Revenge of the Sith, because Revenge of the Sith seems to be the one that George Lucas just had the most ideas on, and the most no-people in the room. And Caleb's found some stuff on Return of the Jedi, and uh, Alex, I don't know what you found, but I'm interested. Mine is across uh, all the trilogies. Hey! Yeah, my man! I think Return of the Jedi has the most interesting stuff, but I did watch... Scenes from each of them, with the exception, of course, of the ones that don't have deleted scenes yet. Could I start us off with a deleted scene from The Rise of Skywalker? Absolutely. Oh, what? Yes. So for uh, setup and context, this is uh, when Ben is confronting... Uh, the Emperor, and it's a pretty short one, but okay. it's a good one. So I just want to—I'm going to put it over my mic. What could you give me? Beans and spam to make the classic dish: spam and beans. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that this morning on my break at like seven a.m., and I was like, I have to use this. <laughs> See, I would have liked that more. <laughs> that is that is truly the annoying thing about Rise of Skywalker and to a greater extent Solo and Rogue One is there just are no deleted scenes to be watched. Yeah, no. Well, and I think a, a larger extension of that, what's, what's interesting is that like, obviously I think George Lucas going into the franchise is like this huge wealth of ideas. But the problem is you always need to funnel those ideas. You need an editor. Otherwise you get Stephen King's It where like clearly there was no editor and like the cocaine just took over at one point you're like bro what 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 are you talking about with turtles but like the point is is that like with the new star wars movies what i don't like is that there isn't a behind the scenes really when we watched the one for phantom menace we know what they were feeling (laughs) during that the fact that like they felt the same despair we did and to see that with rise of skywalker would have been amazing yeah it's (laughs) this thing where physical releases just aren't as important anymore Mm-hmm. I have the Force Awakens DVD back there. There is no special features whatsoever. Wow. It's all very, like you said, polished because we'll get behind the scenes for Mandalorian. But that's like so it's almost like an ad. It's less like mm-hmm. a peek behind the curtain. The exception to this is there, and I haven't seen it yet, The Director and the Jedi, which is the documentary of Ryan Johnson directing The Last Jedi. I did not know that exists. I've heard both pro Ryan Johnson people talk about it. 
well, and I've heard anti-Ryan Johnson people talk about well, so I'm very interested in finally sitting down and watching it. I would love to watch that. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I've seen bits of it, and what's cool is that, like, with with Ryan Johnson, look, I, I will go ahead and be on record of saying, like, The Last Jedi simultaneously has, like, some things that tick me off more than anything in Star Wars in it, but it also has just some of the best moments in that first half. Like, that first half, you can tell, like, they are really pushing something, and with Ryan Johnson, you can tell in the commentary, or I'm sorry, in the behind the scenes that like he's genuinely unsure if it's going to work. Yeah. At some points, like he is like head in his hands. Like I just watched the whole edit and I just felt I felt so overwhelmed with like every decision that I made. And like, you know, does this track? Does this emotionally track? And like, I'll say this about Ryan Johnson. I like him as a filmmaker and mm. I will. Oh, I will be in it for Knives Out 3, 4, 5, 6, whatever spinoff he wants to do. I'm with it. I would look forward to the trilogy he would make. Let's put it this way. If that ever, ever happens. A trilogy with a direction? No, we can't have that. (laughs) But even beyond that, like the entire last third act of Rogue One was reshot. I would love to see those scenes. Mm -hmm. 85% of Solo was reshot. Yeah, I would love to see those scenes, (laughs) but they would make Disney look bad. So we're never going to get those. They can't show Lando humping the Millennium Falcon. Sadly Sadly. not. Yeah, that was definitely in the Phil Lord, Chris Miller. (laughs) Chris Miller. (laughs) Yeah, definitely definitely in that cut. Because like no matter what you think about those individual films whether you like them whether you dislike them or not if you're interested in filmmaking it's always interesting to compare two different versions of a project i don't expect to ever get the full 85 percent of lord of miller's stuff right but i would sure love to see some side-by-side comparisons of those scenes i think my big issue too is that it just always the past few projects that were like that like Rogue One, Book of Boba Fett especially got completely hampered by changes and directional kind of misdirections. But at the same time, it always feels like Disney bought a $4 billion toy and anytime they invite someone over to their house to play with it, they're always like, no, no, but you're playing with it wrong. And it's like, well, then why are you inviting your friends over to play with it? At the end of that, like that is speculation and we we really have no idea because I would probably agree like they shouldn't have fired Lord and Miller, but we'll never actually know if they made the right decision until we see those scenes. Right. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, frankly, I don't care if a Han Solo movie is good or bad. How dare you? <laughs> I will fight you. It had the, the, Han- uh, the Han Solo movie is amazing and I will die on this hill. No, I listen. It's the best Star Wars movie ever made. I'm talking solely. Solo. Solo. Yes. I'm talking solo conceptually here. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, sure you are. So like, yeah, at, you're just trying to appease it. Okay. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's 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 an absolute shame that there are so few uh, deleted scenes out there. Setting aside those three, we still have eight films with deleted scenes to talk about. So where do yeah, you guys? Yeah, baby. So do we want to start with the prequels? Since yeah, gladly. Phantom Menace. Did y'all watch any of those scenes? Not the deleted scenes, just the behind the scenes. I don't think I've ever seen a deleted Phantom Menace scene. Do uh, they exist? Yeah, I haven't seen them. Yeah, I watched now. some of them today. Um, yeah. The I, what are we looking at? The famous one is probably Anakin gets into gets in a fight with Greedo as a kid, like a little kid Greedo. It's, Caleb, is it a little kid Greedo or is it a Rodian? No, no, because they call him Greedo. Oh, they call him Greedo. Yeah, and they okay. say in, <laughs> they took away his name. <laughs> they say in Rodian, like they say something along the lines of, "If you don't watch out, Greedo, you're gonna get in trouble one of these days." Oh, um, 
it, oh my God. it allows, like, there are several additional scenes that kind of flesh out. I don't even want to say flesh out because they are, <laughs> they show, they give more on screen time to Qui-Gon and Anakin. They don't really flesh anything out. They just, it's like, oh yeah, they did spend more time together. And this is one of them because Qui-Gon's the one who breaks up the fight. It's bad. It's a, it's not a good scene. It's good that they cut it. Phantom <laughs> in a scene. That's too on the nose. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like when you see the you'll be dead guy in Rogue One, you're like, as much fun as that is, I would have so much rather that just been in the background and you don't acknowledge it and draw attention to it because it feels like you're winking at the audience sometimes. And I'm just like, that takes me out of the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause he has to get off planet immediately unless <laughs> yeah. otherwise he dies because of the empire's test. Yeah. <laughs> um, I completely forgot about that yeah he just he turns was like around. oh i don't want any trouble this time there's a lot more to the pod racing that got cut a really lot. i felt yeah. like that was like the most fleshed out part of the movie yeah <laughs> that's probably the reason it got cut yeah like oh, it's fair. none would've of it's way too long yeah none of it's bad stuff but would drag down the movie like you get pretty big introductions to each of the different racers really the entire <laughs> second lap has a lot more going on the same people like shoot at some Jawas and stuff. Are There's... you telling me I missed out on lore about Ben Quadernos or whatever his name is? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, half of it... <laughs> There is there is a, a dude who gets a shout out like when they introduce him, one of the Padres gets a shout out from the Cantina band. They're in the stands and they just start playing music. Oh, Ooh, not the Cantina <laughs> theme, which is weird. But Wait, they play a different song? Yeah. They know yeah, another they song. It's out. wild. Well, Whoa, it, might, it might not be the, the same Cantina band. They're holding the same I instruments. mean, it is a weird coincidence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the last one I'll mention is that we get an alternate Bail Organa. He is since been retconned to be Bale Antilles, but originally he was supposed to be Bale Organa, and he's in this like weird like Sergeant Pepper's jacket with like the fringe yeah. and stuff, <laughs> and just not a good look. He's also played by Ringo Starr. <laughs> it is like a blonde dude, and it's just really. I'm like, you're not Jimmy Smith. Get That's out strange. of here. <laughs> That's what you get out of my house with that. God, Caleb. Next time I come over to the, to your lovely home, I I need you to just go. You're not Jimmy Smith. Get out of here. Get out of here. What about the clone uh, attack of the clones? Did y'all? I saw nothing okay. from this. Like I, I did not yeah, see anything. Most of the from ones attack I've of the seen clones. are from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. I'm trying to think of attack. There's of the clone some ones. interesting stuff in Attack of the Clones. Really? I will okay. say all of these should have been in the movie, and scenes that were in the movie should have been cut. And this is okay. the only time I will say that on this episode. And it's about your favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> well, not quite. Caleb's <laughs> favorite Star Wars, Star Wars movie. movie. Actually, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Your favorite movie. Yes, of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, Silence, step that's aside. That's a distinction. <laughs> okay, some of it you can easily cut. Did you want to know why Obi-Wan went to Dexter Jetster? I would love that. Why? It's, it's because there was a lab and the droids at the lab couldn't identify the dart. And so he had to go there instead. Completely useless. Should be cut out. I was about to say, sir. <laughs> but I thought we were going to see some like heist that him and Dexter pulled off during the day. It just like, cuts to a flashback. I flash know back. you're a straight and narrow Jedi, but we got to do this just <laughs> once. One more hit. Dexter has all four hands holding cigarettes and he just tosses them over the side. And as Obi-Wan walks around, he's like, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. That's the signal. <laughs> they commit just a money heist on the Coruscant bank. <laughs> yeah, Padme gets a lot more to do here. She has a she has a speech that she gives, which I think just 
lets her like actually be good at the thing she's supposed to be good at. Is it about how she's a senator? No, it's about how she's opposing like a certain piece of legislation. So it is her being a senator, but it's actually showing it instead of her just saying, saying she's a I'm senator. A senator. Yeah. Um, hey, hey guys, you know all the uh, the politics stuff we had in the first movie. Uh, yeah, George, I think I'm gonna cut it out. Oh, okay. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, that, if that's what you want, I'm just saying. Hey, look, like, man, it's your movie. It's your movie. You do it how you. But if you want to cut out, okay, okay. I think okay. I think it makes more sense in this movie, and it's it it's, probably does. It's not sh- it's not as long as the first movie, but I do get why you cut it for time. Padme and Anakin go to her family's house, and you meet, yeah, oh, you meet I have seen parents, that one. You meet her sister, her niece, and nephew, and it's like, wait. They're developing their relationship. It's so weird because from what I remember of it, like it didn't. It's weird to say this. It didn't look like a Star Wars. No, shot. it looks like it looks like just a normal house. Yeah, no, it's really weird. It's really <laughs> wait, awkward. really? Is it yeah. is it just like a no, like a it's normal like, like couch yeah. TV? Like it's hilarious. But Star yeah. Wars. Yes, yeah. I hate that. And so like <laughs> it looks normal. It just it's weird because you know what you're supposed to see, yeah. but you don't. <laughs> it, it, it looks like a budget production it's like those it's like those pictures that they do to like recreate like the feeling of like having a stroke where it's like there are objects in the room but you're not able to identify any one of them in the picture and you're like i understand Uh, what this is supposed to kind of be i don't know what that is but that sounds terrifying (laughs) it is is. i was just gonna jump off the padme thing for a second and say that there's one deleted scene from uh i want to say it's either the final season of clone wars or it's the Bad Batch. No, I'm sorry. It's the final season of Clone Wars. The Bad Batch's ship has a very, like, naughty graffiti of Oh, Padme. I know what you're talking about. Hey, what's with the nose art? Ah, that's our girl, the Naboo Senator. We check her out on the holoscans. Yeah, she can negotiate with me anytime. <laughs> Something along those lines. I mean, that's Anakin very just looks pissed the whole time. Like, he's just like... Mm! Like, just so grumbly about it. <laughs> Anakin's like, well, I'm about to execute Order 66. Yeah. The thing is, it's before that, so I'm sitting there like, was this another straw that was heading towards breaking the camel's <laughs> back? That's what does it. Was, was bombshell Padme. <laughs> um, there was also a scene that, this one should have been cut. I just like it because it leans into, like, autonomy, droid autonomy and stuff. C-3PO was originally not supposed to have plating on, and he was like, he and, oh, no. he and Padme have a conversation about that and he talks about how much he hates it because it's like undignified and stuff and so padme puts the plating on it's kind of like i like the <laughs> i like the idea of giving your droid like a moment of like weird like agency and stuff but my also master didn't give me skin thank you <laughs> I, was, I literally was about to go mother has given me flesh <laughs> no i in my notes i have c3po gets flesh um, <laughs> this one this one i <laughs> And this one, I didn't watch. There are pictures of it, and Anthony Daniels talked about it at a convention once. And the whole time, I'm like, this is a great scene, the way Anthony Daniels is saying it. I am sure it would not have been this good in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think the best scene that 100% should have been there is when Obi-Wan's in the library. Jocasta New comes up to him, and he's looking at a bust of Count Dooku. And Jocasta New explains to him that this is Dooku. He stopped believing in the Republic, gives some backstory. Well, one might say he was always a bit out of step with the decisions of the Council. Much like your old master, Qui-Con Jinn. Really? Oh, yes, they were very individual thinkers. 
clearly still has a lot of respect for him. It's just a much better introduction to Dooku than what we get in the movie, which is there's Christopher Lee over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also just like the one the one kind of thing about the, the prequel trilogy that a lot of people point out as kind of a negative is that like each movie has its own big bad just for that movie so there's not really a whole lot of build-up i mean you know you look at maul you look at dooku and you look at grievous just in purely in the context of the movies and it's like maul nothing and it's like dooku yeah he's there for a movie and then he gets immediately killed in the next one and then like in the third one yeah you got grievous but he isn't really a character he's more of just an obstacle whereas in the original trilogy vader all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and well, Dooku would have been such a cool character to have two movies with. Yeah. As an overarching villain, I think he would have been perfect. Yeah. Like, And I think especially Tales of the Jedi proves that. All three of those characters get expanded upon in the Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, I'm glad, I'm glad that that show exists because it is a piece. It pieces together a lot of question marks that the movies leave. And I kind of like that the movies leave question marks. I always liked having no idea who Grievous is because it made the world feel bigger. But in this case, I'm like, there's so much interesting lore to Dooku that I really wish they had explored that. So speaking of Grievous, I assume we should get into the next movie, which is Revenge of the Sith. And let me tell you, the Grievous versus Obi-Wan fight was the most insane thing in the world. <laughs> Up until someone was like, hey, maybe we should edit this. And the best thing, the best thing in Alex. pure anime. Yeah. Like, literally, the best thing is what's supposed to happen is supposed to be pure anime. But the problem is, is that any visual we have for it looks like The Sims. Yeah. Like, Sims 2. Like, not even, like, modern Sims. Like, it's bad. So, for context of what he's saying, there uh, a lot of what we're going to be talking about with Revenge of the Sith is uh, kind of, like, pre-alpha footage, or at least that's kind of, like, what the what it would be in terms of, like, games. Yeah. Very much footage that was cut before the CGI was finished, and yeah. so nothing has fluid movement, everything's floating around, everything's, like, Two textures, maybe max. The only it's wonderful. The Go only look thing it up. that would it's make amazing. it the only thing that would make it better is if every character was t posing. Like that yeah. would the only that, would, that make would make it, it better. Yeah. That's the thing that's great about all of these deleted scenes is that they all show some level of behind the scenes. Yeah. Like for some of the ones in A New Hope, you can hear like Lucas giving out direction. You get like the different visual effects and then storyboards coming in. It's really cool seeing that behind the scenes stuff. And as a kid who like loved films growing up, watching that stuff with Revenge of the Sith, with like the Lord of the Rings movies, it taught me a lot about film. And especially it's putting it in a context that you can understand. You know, it's 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 the fact that it's Star Wars. Yeah. And that's yeah. a great gateway to get into it because it's something you're inherently interested in. So first off, the collateral damage in this fight was going to be like unheard of. Like Obi-Wan and Grievous do not care about any casualties. Someone was <laughs> talking about like how many clones got killed in like the crossfire. Like they counted. It was like 70. No, like really? 70 clones get like run over or hurt by like his weird bird lizard. And like it's it's <laughs> strange. So um and then no wonder they turned on Obi-Wan. Yeah, <laughs> those right? were his brothers for three years. Oh, some of the stuff that he does, you're like, this Obi-Wan deserved Order 66. <laughs> like, because during that chase scene, at one point they go into like a subway tunnel and then there's a train coming or like like a tr like some kind of commuter thing. Mm -hmm. And Obi-Wan gets out of the way. Grievous says, Nope. And he just takes it and goes through it <laughs> and splits the train in half. And the problem is the animatic for it 
straight up, you can hear some actually very disturbing, like, screams. Just like, <laughs> oh, so they were in the adding audio portion of it. Yeah. That's hilarious. So they just put in, like, stock screams of just, like, civilians just in peril. I mean, I, I know this is probably asking too much given the uh, graphical quality of it, but is he supposed to be, like, flipping through with his lightsabers, like, cutting through the train? No, I think... Or is he just, like, running through it? No, yeah, because the, because the thing he has is, like, a big ball with... Oh, it's... Or, like, vehicle uh, that's doing yeah, it. it's, it's yeah, like a circular okay. kind of thing it literally yeah. just like splits through it like a buzzsaw the brute chopper yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it is <laughs> the brute. Yeah, it's, it's the a chopper. brute chopper it is the chopper <laughs> but yeah so th they go through the train they are killing people but then when they get back and he's on his vehicle all the clones that they've run over grievous literally looks back at obi-wan puts it into like ball mode and then starts mashing up the clone bodies and launching their body parts at Obi-Wan. <laughs> it is weirdly gross. Like he's just like, yeah. And then there's a like just going. I, I want to see that so bad. It, the animatic, for but I mean like, I want to see the actual thing. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. And then oh they, they go through the whole fight, you know, where like it's, it's him and Grievous fighting. And then at one point, I don't know what happens, but Obi-Wan just, like, straight up snaps. And, like, you know how, like, you know... <laughs> Probably because of what he just witnessed. Well, right, if they can... Yeah, <laughs> if, if the context was the same, fair. But, like... <laughs> You know, the, the one shot, like, he's kind of opening up Grievous's chest to be able to get a good shot at the yeah, heart. Yeah, Makes sense. This one, he opens it up and just starts pulling crap out. No! Like, he's like, there's your lung, and there's your heart. Here's a gasket. I don't know what it's for. And then at one point, I would to also kill Grievous... <laughs> He takes out his brain or some kind of organ, throws it on the ground, uses the force to get a blaster, and then shoots it. <laughs> and, like, the animatic made it to where Obi-Wan's face is, like, so pissed. I am picturing everything you're saying right now, but, like, as a Mortal Kombat <laughs> final yeah. kill thing. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, literally. Because that is metal, dude. And the big twist of all oh of it. Oh, my God, that's insane. The big twist of all of it is that George Lucas had the idea in his head to reveal that Grievous was actually Maul, like, oh, the whole time. Dumb. Like, yeah. which, in the context of the movies, I remember I that get... being a fan theory, though. Really? Yeah, yeah. Weirdly enough, I remember a lot of people thought that. But, I mean, this would even be, like, this would be, like, before Clone Wars, like, before, like, yeah. after the movie came out, before uh, Maul Return and whatnot, people thought yeah. that Maul was uh, Grievous. Which, I guess, in the context of the movies, it makes sense. But, like, in the context of the larger Star Wars canon, I'm like, well, then why didn't he ever use the Force? And why is he using yeah. blue and green lightsaber? That's stupid. And why doesn't he say, hey, Obi-Wan, I'm gonna kill you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good theory. I'm no. saying I remember it. Thematically, but... it makes sense. Practically, it doesn't. Yeah, no, I, it would be dumb. Well, and we've got such a good story with Maul and Obi-Wan over the course of the movies and the shows. That yeah, and Grievous really has done it. things. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's cool in... He's <laughs> cool in uh... <laughs> he was cool in that uh, one Kit Fisto episode. <laughs> I like Grievous. Grievous is he was also cool in the Clone Wars show that's not canon anymore. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. He was great in that. It's almost like things that aren't canon allow characters to be super cool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one thing to note, uh, I kind of just wanted to very briefly touch on like Yoda. There's a couple of like deleted scenes yeah. of Yoda that I thought. One of which was him arriving on Dagobah. We've kind of talked about that before. It's visible. It's fine. It's if, cool. You don't need it. Add it take it for really the longest matter. time i thought that was in the movie i don't know why but well, i think i just saw it at some point there are theories that some versions of the movie actually 
had it. Were released with that. That so might be You very it, well could have seen I it. I might have seen that. So the big thing that I want to bring up is the Senate fight between him and Palpatine. So you know when he walks in and he just kind of like pushes over the two guards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen in this. What happens is he walks in, the two guards are there, and then Palpatine's all like, <laughs> and then like Palpatine starts shooting lightning at Yoda, and Yoda goes, nope. And then he just <laughs> takes the two guards puts them in front of him <laughs> to block the it's lightning. so funny. And then they just zap and get incinerated. It is. And they go, whoa! It is extremely funny. Um, yeah. And I do I do like the idea of using the force to make someone your meat shield. Yeah. I don't think it should be Yoda who's <laughs> no, doing exactly. it. No, exactly. No, no, It's it completely is, out of character. Much a, like the Obi-Wan thing. And, and the only other addition to the fight that I think is really interesting is that... Uh, at, <laughs> So, Are you going to talk about the second half? Because I really want to talk about the second half. If you have half something else, absolutely. Oh, I'm just going to describe it. But my my thing is is that at the end of the fight, so like there's that shot, and it's still the same in this, but it's like you know Palpatine takes the lightning and he shoots it at Yoda, and Yoda's like you know he's balling it up in his hand like a Kamehameha, and he's like you know shoots it back, and then he gets away. But in this scene, he takes it. It zaps the entire Senate. Parts of it blow up. The screen's on the top completely out. And then the roof blows up and Palpatine just goes, I'm out. And Superman's his way up. <laughs> and it's just like, Re- really? The part of the that fight I love, other than that moment, is we have uh, that great part of the, uh, the fight where he's throwing the Senate at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> initially, <laughs> when I first saw them come down, I was like, this is stupid. But, uh, like, TV camera droids fall through the ceiling. And I was like, okay, that's a dumb thing to throw at him. I'm glad that he switched to the Senate. But uh, you might have been wondering, what screens are Steven talking about? The cameras start recording them, and then you just see massive jumbotron-sized screens versus just Sidious. showing them like everywhere in the room, just showing them fighting as you see them in the center. It's so goofy. It's so amazing. I would, oh, it's I great. So stupid. I would love to see like Trigger or some animation studio recreate it. Yeah, I'm really glad that they did not do that with 2003 visuals. No, no, no. I'm I'm glad too, but it's hilarious. Oh, it's gr- yeah. <laughs> I just love how they go completely MMA with it. It's just it's really funny to me. Um, this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You want to see a short green man and an old man fight? There's also which we haven't talked about the extended Grievous's ship segment. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Them going through the sewers. Yeah, like, they go through the sewers. There's, like, super battle droids. Shock T dies. There's, like, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I know. Shock T dies? That's weird. That's never happened before. <laughs> yeah, no. It will uh, not happen to, again. To this day, she still has not had a canon death. There's <laughs> Somehow. Somehow Obi-Wan and Anakin get separated, so Anakin has a solo fight with uh, with Dooku. Seeing the choreography with that is so it's cool. So when he good. drops the lightsaber and catches yeah. it. I was about well, to bring that up. That is one of the coolest moves, and I don't know why another thing has not taken it. Like, oh, it is I've so seen, cool. Yeah, no, I've, I, don't they do that in Game of Thrones? Doesn't Arya? Isn't that it's not she, about the lightsaber, so I don't care. Okay, I, I think so. I guess I think I saw it somewhere else. I think, but that's, yeah. Yeah, I think that's how she kills the Night King. The whole initial choreography 
capacity for that fight is absolutely incredible because i watched a tiktok today of someone uh like going through it and describing what all is going on and a lot of it goes back to their fight in attack of the clones where dooku literally starts the fight off by doing the same move he used to cut off anakin's arm but anakin's learned it anakin does a flip over dooku like he tries to do against uh obi-wan in the end and that would have been a really cool parallel it's also cool too because like they even mentioned that like at the beginning of the fight like dooku doesn't take him very seriously and he's using one hand but yeah. then like as anakin keeps i weirdly enough sarah sent me the same tiktok this morning she probably saw i yeah. saw it she, this she morning, literally so was yeah. like oh hey, i know you're doing that episode today <laughs> but yeah it's cool because eventually i think like you know he starts using two hands and then like anakin and him are like locked and they start talking and yeah i don't know what he said but he says something that's like extremely demeaning to to anakin oh and, yeah like, and he rages anakin just gets pissed <laughs> And to me, that works way better, only for one reason. I think it's really bizarre, like, the turn that Palpatine kind of takes in that scene. It's way too sudden, because, like, he goes from, good, Anakin, good, good. kill him. <laughs> kill him. Like, but, like, in that moment, like, yeah, I get it. He's, like, saying kill him, and, like, he's telling Anakin what he wants to do. He's, yeah. like, making him give him to his temptation. But what I don't understand is that, like, when you see Obi-Wan... This man's friend since he was a child, and Palpatine just goes, leave him, leave him, we'll never make it. And he's like, what? Like, even Anakin's like, I'm taking him with me. Like, well, I mean, yeah, but he was trying to, like, he was trying to get rid of Obi-Wan, because Obi-Wan was most likely the person that would keep Anakin on the I right I just think side. it's, it's too good weird. of an opportunity to pass up. Yeah. I just think it's really weird that he went from, good, you killed the one guy, now abandon your best friend <laughs> five whole minutes. It's like, a week from now? Maybe. Actually, yes. My um, my favorite Palpatine <laughs> thing from that scene uh, is just, I think it's in the middle of the fight. It just randomly cuts away from him, and he kind of has this, like, look on his face where he goes, yes, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he like throws his head forward a little bit my favorite version of that scene is where they replace every lightsaber sound with do it and then do they it. and then they do replace it. Do it. Do it. every it. time palpatine says do it with a lightsaber sound. i do think it shows that like george lucas he hadn't directed a movie since the 70s it was kind of rough <laughs> the first two times he did it he was fully warmed up for this one though and it's just he did not have the time or the budget or the energy to actually get this done and well, I, I look at it like that or i look at it like he's saying all of this while storyboarding he's like and then when he does he, yes, he does yes. this and he does this and it's just like this whole thing and he's he's uh, like only four frames in and they're all like George well and let's be honest <laughs> we have a budget <laughs> I love George Lucas to death this probably all would have ended up looking like the droid factory scene like yeah. if it was another director doing it 100% so one other thing to note about Yoda uh, was, <laughs> it's just a little scene but I find it kind of funny that they would even have it so like like Order 66 when it's going down and he's on Kashyyyk. You know, he has that one moment where like he drops his cane and he like clutches his heart. Mm. But you can tell that it's because like he's feeling the tremendous amount of loss in the same way that like Obi-Wan has to take pause when the Death Star destroys Alderaan. Yeah. It's very effective and very well done in the movie. But in this one, he's just straight <laughs> up has a heart attack. Um, and I imagine he makes the uh the Lego Yoda death sound uh play here. Ah! I don't think it would be bad for Yoda ha to have a heart attack 
after the Palpatine fight because then that that would kind of describe like his more calm and demeanor kind of like after all of this trauma has happened and why he maybe is a bit more of a recluse on on Dagobah but to have it in the middle of everything and then to be like I'm gonna still go kick that guy's ass like it's just like well, what and then <laughs> then you lose what is one of my favorite moments from Revenge of the Sith yeah where exactly. he does the backflip and beheads the two <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, listen I sympathize with everyone who's like Yoda shouldn't get action scenes because he's like a philosopher war instead of a warrior okay but if i may (laughs) if i may no the thing is they're fun he can be both and i actually to me it means more that he's very good at killing people and he chooses not to do it and can i just make a quick little side note running off of that those fight scenes you see with yoda he's all cgi uh getting grogu to jump around in the mandalorian as a puppet is the funniest thing absolutely and it looks significantly worse than yeah. the CG, but I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, the the whole time during the finale, I was all about it. Yeah, like, it was, I was, it was all it about was it. Objectively, it work. It looks worse, but it's so much more fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> they're just tossing him around. <laughs> I won't go over every one of them, but some of these were covered in, in Clone Wars. Like, for example, there was going to be like a scene in Revenge of the Sith that like it was wrote, never animated or anything, where Qui-Gon was going to come back and actually show Yoda how to become a Force ghost. But they covered that in a few episodes of the Clone Wars. And to mm. be honest with you, the concepts that it introduces, I feel like clone wars needed to do that because that's a lot of like the wills of the force and force shamans and things like that yeah that and, that, and it comes if i remember right that would come at the end of the movie and yeah. it's just like we have way too much stuff to wrap up exactly <laughs> like we are trying to set up a whole nother trilogy that already happened oh my god so yeah um i, I cannot imagine like right after order 66 happens and just watching like those uh shaman things that look like no face oh yeah <laughs> just appear out of no where <laughs> i would i would not be okay um just a just a couple more to go through on revenge of the sith so first off turns out anakin was actually supposed to be in the room with palpatine when the jedi came to arrest him i don't know how the scene oh, kind of got yeah. written but in some shots you can apparently see anakin's hilt and so i think that would have been cool but at the same time i like what we got what is interesting though is that after the whole thing with mace happens palpatine takes Anakin underground to a, like a secret Sith temple that's underneath Coruscant. There's a red crystal in like the middle of the room and it illuminates the room and then Anakin forges his blade and then ignites his red lightsaber. And to me, that would have been so much cooler than to just, because it doesn't make any sense to me that like he's a Sith, but he still has a blue lightsaber the whole time. Have him forge it and then have him ignite it later during the fight with Obi-Wan. That would have been cool to me to like show off yeah. like I am not a Jedi anymore. Interesting. That could have been cool. And then you would get uh, another deleted scene where Obi-Wan goes to Anakin's apartment and gets his lightsaber and is like, someone's going to need this one day. <laughs> I, see, It'd be a shame if he had a child or two. If that had happened, I wouldn't have ever questioned it and I would have just accepted it. But like, I don't know. I like I like the visual of the two blue lightsabers going at each other. It's like yeah. the ultimate corruption of like what the Jedi stood for. It's fair. It's one of those things where... I'm going to defend it because it's the thing I'm used to. But if the other thing was the thing I was used to, I'd probably be defending it. I think either way it works. It just kind of depends on like, it's fine the way it is. I, I think that also would have been like, so what, one thing that like people kind of always talk about is like, well, how did the Jedi not know Palpatine was Sidious? And like the reasoning is because like he essentially was 
clouding their minds with the force which is why yoda mentions a bunch of times like i can't see clearly into what's going on i was about to say it's pretty like explicitly stated yeah (laughs) but to me showing a sith temple underneath coruscant would have kind of more explicitly been like he has influence over the force yeah i would have for sure liked to see that in like the vader comic or something yeah that would have been dope yeah um there are more scenes with mace and yoda where they're in obi-wan and a couple other jedi masters yeah, yeah. where they talk about that they're like could it be him we're not sure we should arrest him and then there are some senators who are like we need to get the jedi on our side if we're gonna take down palpatine if we're gonna dethrone him like there's a lot of cool stuff we can't make this movie four hours long so i right. get why they cut it i think off. the initial cut was like four or five hours long they Man. said and they had to like bring it down i'm not gonna lie three hours would have been kind of nice for this I think it's like a final movie in a trilogy. Makes sense to me. Um, and then I, I think the uh, last thing I wanted to note is during the uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan fight, two things happen. Well, three things that I find interesting. One, Padme apparently brings a knife so that she can try to kill Anakin. And then this causes him to like choke her to the point of her going out cold. And then essentially his mindset is like, oh, I'll just bring her back because I can bring people back from the dead now, right? Because I'm a Sith. And it's like... uh. He's like, oh man, this better work now. Yeah, Yeah, literally. I'm sitting there like, bro, you are hedging your bets. And so they cut that out because it's like, she loves him way too much to do that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, It'd be kind of weird if she tried to just up and kill him. I guess I better kill him now. Also, (laughs) my husband, who was a general in an intergalactic war, Butter knife will do. Like it's like, what? He uh, he cut off both Count Dooku's hands and his head? Yeah, I think uh, uh, a little kitchen knife. (laughs) It's not even sharp. Um, And then during the fight, the only big cinematic difference that I was able to find is that at one point, Anakin straight up tries to launch a lava tsunami Mm. at Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan just kind of very casually like holds it back with the Force, and I'm like, that would have been so anime. But yeah. I really want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's the other thing, like, power creep in this. Like, if he can do that, Obi-Wan should have ended a lot of other fights pretty easily. Yeah. yeah he should have just been dead. I have one that I was curious if you were going to bring it up. Oh. But it it really is not represented as it was not filmed or CG'd. So I think it just comes, like, from the script or, like, the original one. But th- have y'all seen uh, that script where Obi-Wan is uh, talking to Padme? That got cut out? No. Yes. There was a whole, yeah. like, dialogue between them. And it's, like, really sweet. And it would have added, like, a like a much better context to, their to like, all their relationship at the point. Obi-Wan says to her, I am not blind, Padme, though I have tried to be for Anakin's sake and for yours. Anakin has loved you since the day you met and in that horrible junk shop on Tatooine. He's never even tried to hide it, though we do not speak of it. We pretend that I don't know. And I was happy to because it made him happy when nothing else could. Oh. And so you were talking about things that were like kind of like were deleted but kind of explored in Bad Batch or in uh Clone Wars. Yeah, because in the final season of Clone Wars there is like an Padme. episode where like Obi-Wan kind of gets it. Right. And, but, well, <laughs> and because they he just moved past it. Well, because he and goes like, away. Oh. And, yeah, he goes away and talks to Padme and then like you know, he's like, oh, I was talking to so-and-so. And then he goes, well, at least tell Padme that yeah, I said hello. Yeah. And you're just like, my and man. like, he knows. Well, and the thing is, too, that well, it, if anything, it just starts to imply more about, like, what Qui-Gon wanted to bring to the Order, which was Individualism. Hey, guys, you can love things and have attachments and relationships and stuff. And Obi-Wan had a girlfriend. Well, and from a character's spot, one, one scene that I 
I wasn't going to bring up, but from Attack of the Clones, there's a scene where he's having a conversation with Mace about that, and he's talking about how Anakin shouldn't be with Padme because of his emotional attachment, and Mace is basically like, you need to trust him more. I fear Anakin will not be able to protect the Senator. Why? He has an emotional connection with her. It's been there since he was a boy. Now he's confused. Distracted. Obi-Wan, you must have faith that he will choose the right path. And it's it's <laughs> weird, really it's out of character for both of them. Extremely. The like Obi-Wan's position, like I can kind of uh, get from him. I am surprised Windu would say something yeah, like that. It's I'm, wild. Cuz Windu hate <laughs> I, I wouldn't say hate. There Windu is, distrusts him more than anyone. Yeah, <laughs> there is no Jedi master that is more opposed to Anakin being a part of this system than, <laughs> than Mace, Mace Windu. Windu. It makes no Second sense. Second is Coyote Mundi. <laughs> <laughs> so Force Awakens, you get a couple scenes, you have like Kylo goes onto the onto the Millennium Falcon after it's landed on the Starkiller base and he's like, Han Solo? Um, he <laughs> It's better than that because it's Adam Driver. Crash Gordon! But it's, it, it gives off that energy. Han but, Solo um, approaching. What do you mean, Han Solo approaching? alive? <laughs> but there are two scenes I wanted to mention. They're both at Maz's castle. And one is some stormtroopers break in and they are trying to arrest Han and Chewie. And Han's just like annoying them by like trying to talk them down. And it's like, I like this. But this is Indiana Jones and not Han Solo. Yeah, because I, isn't the scene like he starts saying like, "Is it him?" and he's like pointing at Finn, and he's like, "It's yeah. definitely something he did, right?" Like that's yeah. He's like, like me. I'm not doing anything. He's like, like Emperor Smoke. Who's Smoke? Chewie, you know a Smoke who made him supreme. Oh no, more Marvel jokes. <laughs> that's my no. thing. I was literally about to say it's just quips, 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 quips. <laughs> to that point, I said in our uh, A New Hope commentary where I-, I felt like a lot of the jokes they were making in there, I was like, "Oh, this would kind of go on to." inspire a lot of the mcu kind of quip thing the problem is is that star wars had that in the first one because it was like hey, it's a fun adventure and the second one it got way more serious and they were like less quips like <laughs> it's also just like that whole scene is set up for a joke yeah. instead of there's a scene and we're gonna put a joke in there. right exactly um the other one is the portions guy is at the castle for some reason. And he goes up to <laughs> Ray and he's like, Ray, you need to come back to to Jakku with me. And like he's harassing Ray and whatever. And then Chewie comes up and he rips off one of his arms. <laughs> and you know Simon Pegg wanted to do that. Clear callback to both them saying that Chewie rips people's arms off in a new hope. Yeah. But also Obi-Wan can off his arms. It sounds cool, but like when you actually think about it, it's like Oh, this is the worst type of fan service because it just yeah. makes your it makes your protagonist such a passive figure in the scene. This is deep enough in the movie where you can't have this type of interaction. It works in the cantina because Luke isn't even off of Tatooine yet. But like Ray's already gone through several action scenes by now. She should be able to handle she this. She has a gun at that point. She could definitely like <laughs> and, and on top of that, too, it's just a matter of like the people that Luke gets into a, a squabble with in the in the cantina is people he doesn't know. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the other and, and thing. Th- so there's this less like personal relationship. This guy would have had to go across a star system to go to a super specific other cantina thing and go one quarter portion. 
Like, it's stupid. How many I can't believe that's Simon Pegg. for a drink? Yeah. <laughs> also, like, the character design does not hold up when he is not behind his little, like, booth thing no. in no. Shadow. No, do you get to see, like, uh, all of him? No, you, it's Does just, he have, like, small, stubby legs? No, Because that's what I imagine. It's just yeah. his face. He has, like, four I bellies. Like, elephant feet. <laughs> it's just his face doesn't work in, like, full lighting. Like, it just doesn't look good. Yeah. And then Last Jedi, well... <laughs> There's a part where uh, where Finn calls Phasma a whoopog, whoopog, which I think is just a hilarious a wh- whoopog. Yeah. whoopog? The, the context is that he's surrounded by like four stormtroopers and Phasma, and he's like trying to get out of the situation. So he's like, "You act all tough now, Phasma, but when you were on Star Killer and I had a gun to your head, you screamed like a whoopog." A whoopog. To be fair, that's a very Star Wars line. <laughs> it's just, it's such a weird, weird turn of phrase. Fell into a nest of Gundarks. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of whoopog! Um, there's a short scene. I like it. Thank you. Caleb, Caleb hasn't seen SpongeBob, but it's I like fine. it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good joke. There's a short scene where Luke mourns Han, which is pretty good by get for timing you don't really need it there yeah. uh, i would disagree i feel like that that would have well so here's where it is it's he asks what happened to han and then it would have cut to him walking to his hut and having a moment then it cuts to uh to leia in the actual movie he asks what happens to han there's a music beat it cuts to leia looking sad i think cinematically that explains everything you need to know in that situation. That's well, true. I think yeah. it, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think that it would have worked more had we gotten to get more interaction with Luke and Leia rather than just the one scene we get where it's not even really Luke there. Yeah. And so for me to, to have another moment of Luke taking a step back and mourning his friend who he didn't get to see again because of his estrangement, I think probably would have let the audience in on this regret and this distance that Luke feels because it's like a lot of the time in Last Jedi, we get this very bitter Luke Skywalker that's just like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just flat no. But that starts to turn that no into a maybe. And so for me, I, I look at that as more of starting to move him on that arc of, like, I can't just sit on the sidelines. Yeah. Um. There's another Luke scene where he's talking to Rey, and he's talking about how, like, the Jedi's failed. And... Ray sees the village of all the temple caretakers. Mm, this is the one I was going to bring yeah, up. You yeah, want, you want to pick up from here? Oh, I mean, we can just co-op it because I don't remember uh, a whole lot from it. But yeah, basically, uh, there's a bunch of village uh, caretakers and you see like some fire going on and whatnot. And so Luke starts uh, telling her that raiders have attacked. Oh. And like they're like attacking the village. If she goes down to intervene, uh, she'll just like the moment she's gone, the raiders will come back and hit even harder. So it's better to just not intervene. Hmm. And so it's like Luke kind of struggling with his own like, what should the Jedi do? Like, sh- are they actually like a good force to like have some lasting change or whatnot? Or are they just like temporary solutions to the problem? And so she eventually just, as much as he tells her not to intervene, she runs down there to try to save the villagers. And they're just having a party. Oh. And it's a really good scene. And she walks in and it is kind of humorous where she walks in and she just sees everything going on and they all just kind of stop to stare at her. But I think it's just, it's so impactful. Yeah. (laughs) And it just, it would have played into what I think they were trying to go for as luke's main theme of the movie as a whole 
And I feel like it suffers because it doesn't have that in it. And she has a line to Luke because she like she gets mad at Luke, obviously. Oh, because right. You're not doing it. Yeah. 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 And she has a line where she says something. Those old Jedi books may not mean anything to you anymore, but they meant something to me. And I like I just think that line is really important because it like it fleshes out their relationship. It gives some really good tension. It's her pushing back at Luke. There's a lot of stuff in Last Jedi. They had to cut a lot of stuff. It's a shame this was on the cutting floor. It's though. such a good scene. I, I think if anything, too, it kind of leans into the, the paranoia that I, I imagine he must feel. There's raiders I need to protect. Do I protect? Do I do something else? Do I not? And yeah. then it's nothing. Yeah. Like, I, I really like that. Like well, that's, that's fantastic. It feels like him trying to be Yoda and doing like, cause Yoda, you know, lies to Luke when he first meets him. It's like, but he's also bad. Yeah. He's not as smart as Yoda is. Cause he's like a few hundred years younger. Yeah. Something like that. Also, you he's know, Luke hey. and not Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who I love Luke. He's not the smartest guy. <laughs> can, can, can I just say every single time we talk about last Jedi, I want to watch it again. Well, luckily for you, next, next year. year. <laughs> but, no, I, I mean, I want to watch it again on my own, but it's like every single time I think about watching it, I'm like, oh, man, I'm so ready to see the like Ray and Luke scenes again. Like, you know, to see Finn and Poe again. I love all those characters. They're great. But then it's like the moment I start thinking about the bad episode of Doctor Who that gets just shoved in the middle of it with Canto Bite, I'm always just like, I it is a bad. You can always fast forward, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the last Jedi, Jedi is. It's it's an hour and a half of a really good Star Wars movie with a bad episode of Doctor Who show <laughs> shoved in, there. and it's about the same runtime. That's so. what I mean. It's just that, and like every time I think about watching that movie, I'm like, oh man, I really want to watch that. But I'm like, I know there's going to be a total series of me just alternating between skip, skip. Skip. Oh, Kylo. Hey, what's going on with that? You need to like, make a. You need to make a Stephen cut of it. The, the Stephen cut. <laughs> Release the Stephen cut. Release the Weeban edit. Oh, I would love. I would love a Weeb edit. Are you kidding me? Yes. And then the last one from Last Jedi is Tom Hardy's cameo. I'm sorry. Is this real? Oh much, yeah, I know what you're talking. About. Much like Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper in Force Awakens. Yeah. Tom Hardy is a stormtrooper in this one. Okay. It's when. It's when DJ canonically his name still stands for don't join i hate it so much are you serious yeah so don't join (laughs) rose and finn have have got and it's part of a larger scene but they get on an elevator and some stormtroopers get in and they're like super like oh no that we're gonna be found out because this one stormtrooper is paying a lot of attention to finn and then in the stupidest country accent ever, Tom Hardy just goes, Hey, yo, buddy, I remember you from like training camp. I can't believe they made you an officer. <laughs> yo! I remember that. Smacks <laughs> that him on the, and he smacks him on the butt, and it's great. <laughs> Should not be in the movie because it like completely messes with the tone, but I'm so glad we have another edition of Tom Hardy doesn't like acting. He just likes doing silly voices. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I just say, I feel like Benicio Del Toro had like a couple of years of just being like this weird guy, like after usual suspects of like just this weird guy that would show up in some things. And then he did that terrible Wolfman movie. He then comes back with like Sicario and Sicario was like, his comeback movie like he is awesome in that he's the best part of the movie so much so the sequel's just about him and then like you get to star wars and you're like oh man benicio del toro is gonna be in here i'm so excited and then he just plays this twitchy guy who's not even the guy who's kind of a guy listen it's the same with the collector he just doesn't try if the budget's that high and i can respect it hey fair man (laughs) if i got paid 20 million and the check's in the mail i'm just i'm doing whatever i can 
And as we've discussed, sadly, because I do think they'd be hilarious, Rise of Skywalker doesn't have any deleted scenes. <laughs> yeah. What I would give to see behind the scenes footage of that movie in the Phantom Menace style. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a video that lists um, things that have just been shown at conventions or have just been rumors. And it, it goes through all the movies. It gets to Rise of Skywalker. And it's just every additional thing is stupider and stupider. And then they get to the thing that I always forget. Matt Smith was cast in the movie and that no one yeah, knows who he was playing. Yeah, well, the, the really? rumor... Well, the rumor for a while is that he would play like a younger clone of Palpatine or something. Yeah, but we have no idea if that's no true. No idea because he's not in there. I will say with Rise of Skywalker, I describe my feelings towards it the same way I describe my feelings towards the last season of Game of Thrones. If you were to give me a bullet point list of every plot point that would be covered, I'd go, oh, okay, that's interesting. Let's see how this works. If you told me that was going to be covered in two hours, in the same way with Game of Thrones, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that can work. And it's like, oh, it's six episodes. This is going to suck. Mm-hmm. Like, literally the same thing. It's like, it's not bad, the idea. It's just terrible, the execution. I think a lot of the ideas were bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me. Fair. I was ironically saying I love Solo earlier. It's fine. I am unironically saying I love The Rise of Skywalker. And it's for this reason. Every decision in that movie is a bad decision. It exists as an enigma of film. It should not, nothing they did was even like close to being good. And I think (laughs) that alone is impressive because it's, everything's wrong. Yeah. It's a certain type of achievement. Every single thing is wrong. And I've never seen anything quite like it. Like quite. Especially on that level. Because like you can look at the room or something. Yeah, I was going to And be like, like, okay, well you can, yeah, yeah. But that like. I kind of enjoy it in that same way, but the room is a small indie film that they did. Yeah, this like is this is one of the most expensive movies ever made. There is, there is no reason, and it's the dumbest thing they could have. Like, put there out. is no reason that this movie with this many hands in the kitchen and this many eyes on it should have turned out that way. And I will I won't go into detail on it, but I will just say this. When you read the original Duel of the Fates script and you go, oh wow, that actually would have fixed some stuff. Yeah, it would have been awesome. And we got this and instead. And then we got they went with But this. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so stupid. I'm still waiting for the day when we get I was about to the say the next this. generation who defend it. Because the I, next generation and the inevitable, uh, all the Mando TV storylines have led up to the cloning thing, and it's turned my mind around. On that's it. what I'm going to say. Because here's the thing: I'm sure at some point I will enjoy it. Here's the thing: all of us can sit here and go, "We like the prequels as movies because we grew up with them." But now, as an adult, you can actually appreciate them more because now there's more context around them. We're if, about to have that context. If they let me end tell up you. doing that. And it ends up filling the void, and it makes complete sense, and there's some cool animated series, preferably directed by Dave Filoni, that, like, does something that makes me believe it. I'm down with it. As of right now, sucks. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> and I've, that's fair. I've just accepted. I'm never gonna like Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> but there might come a time where you hate it less. <laughs> it's just... I know that I can be wrong, and the next generation can be right. And yeah, I'm fine with absolutely. that. absolutely. <laughs> but, uh... A New Hope deleted scenes. 
Uh, oh, bucket hat Luke, man! I should have written down all these things. There's Dude, a scene I where had he an has action a bucket figure hat of bucket hat Luke. Luke. Yeah. Wait, you have an action figure of it? Yeah, he comes with a little bucket hat. It never stays. Well, on I head. figured. Yeah. <laughs> never. And it comes. Wait, it's separate. Yeah, so, it's not. So it, it goes on his head, but like it comes off super easy, and like it, it came in uh, the speeder. And the cool thing was the speeder had a like a, a little engine thing on the side that looked like busted, and then you could like flip it over and it looked like regular. I don't know mm. if I still have it or not, but like if I do, I need to see Bucket that Hat Luke. Yeah, the whole context of Bucket Hat Luke is that during the Empire boarding the ship at the beginning of the movie, it cuts back to Luke on Tatooine. Like seeing what's happening above him, he goes. He hangs out with Wedge a little bit. He get Wedge tells him that he's joining the rebellion. There's a lot of stuff to like fill out Luke's interior life. However, it really would mess with that opening, yeah. having to constantly cut back. And it's just it's a worse introduction to this kid because it's also <laughs> just like Luke being his whiniest self. Could you imagine just while all the shots are going down and? <laughs> <laughs> the Empire's chasing the rebels through the ship. You just he keeps cutting to this kid just on sand, just watching it all. It's actually it's that not, would be great. It's not no, Wedge, it it's Biggs, but, right? Biggs huh? is his friend. Yeah, yeah it's Wedge. Biggs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole deleted scene of Aunt Beru pouring blue milk. Wait. Like intensely? That just Wait, like, because like, like, doesn't she pour it in the movie? Yeah, this is like she's going up to a vending machine type thing and like getting or like a dispenser oh. type thing. Okay, um, I have to, I have to get through these. I, mean, I don't I see any way blue too cows, many of these down. So. No, you're fine. There's one where C3PO is driving the the sand speeder, and it's just a hilarious image. Um, <laughs> see, so have his arms out in front of him. Like, yeah, <laughs> he can't bend his elbows, man. Like that's not safe. Like you are at ten and two permanently there's a whole i know i sent this to you steven there's a whole rough cut of the cantina sequence that's in black and white and the sound keeps cutting out and there's just this droning and it's very lynchian it's like i didn't i didn't get to watch it but the way you described it in the one screenshot i saw i was like dude this is just straight eraser yeah and i'm not cool with it um and then there's a part at the end when he's about to get in the x-wing to go uh blow up the death star when one of the commanders tells him i met your father when i was a boy if you're half the pilot he was then we're, we've already won the battle. We could retrofit that into canon and be like, oh, we met Anakin Skywalker one day. He but would this be is, a character in the Clone Wars, absolutely. This is <laughs> clearly an episode. This is clearly just George is like, I don't really know what I'm gonna do with his dad yet. I'll have this guy know him. Well, I mean, clearly too, like you know, uh, they even have like Uncle Owen even says a line of like, you know, he's just like his father, and he goes, that's what I'm afraid of, and it's like, oh, uh, like with what we know now, but like at the time, you were just like. What does that mean? I think it's implied to be a recklessness. Right. Given the broader context, I think that's a much deeper line. Most definitely. Every single scene in Empire that was deleted, like, oh man, the the movie's quality would go down if some of these Han the like lines of Han dialogue are in here because like he's going up to Princess Leia being like you're too busy being a warrior that you're forgetting how to be a woman and stuff no. it's, it's awful you're so busy being a princess you haven't learned how to be a woman I could have helped you but it's too late your big opportunity's flying out of here sweetheart right now there's of course the Wampa attack which great that was in the movie which <laughs> was thwarted by the Knights Templar <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that the Wampa attack happened during the Imperial attack. No, it just happens while Luke's out in the snow. Wait, and then, really? Yeah, what? and then they trap the Wampas in one part of the base, 
and then some snowtroopers walk oh, in there okay. while it's happening. It's just like gotcha. You get a little bit more like various training stuff with Yoda on Dagobah that you just don't need because the training stuff we get's good. There's some more stuff with the Luke Leia romance, which for obvious reasons, thank mm, God it was cut out. <laughs> um, but also, I like it because. I may have mentioned this on a, the podcast before. My reading of Luke is that he's ace. And so this weird sexual tension between him and Leia, even if they weren't siblings, I just don't think works. Luke seems ace. Yeah. It's, it's Not pure, to generalize. It's purely but a yeah, vibes thing. It is, he, but, he gives off ace vibes. And then in Return of the Jedi, his introduction is him building the lightsaber in his cave yeah. and sending C-3PO and R2-D2 out. It's a cool visual. I'm not sure it's as cool as him showing up at the palace. Yeah, I think that's definitely a better introduction. Well, I think if anything, too, it, the introduction they do creates a parallel, whether intended or not, that like him showing up in a black cloak and being more mysterious is very similar to the emperor and very similar mm-hmm. to his father. And so in that way, I think it does set up the eventual like come join the dark side kind of thing. Like, hey, you're already halfway there. You got our looks. And the lead into that that scene is Darth Vader reaching out to him across mm. the galaxy and saying, join me on the dark side. And it cuts from Vader in his bubble. Uh, his gaming dome. Yeah, his yeah. gaming dome <laughs> to Luke in the cave. You mean his Twitch setup. <laughs> um, after they break Han out, there's a scene in the sandstorm where they talk to each other and it's just some good banter and then they fly off. It's him explaining that he has to go to Dagobah again. And it's just more economic in the version of the movie I, we got. I also- kind of look at it too like it's better in the it's better in empire that like it's a very personal journey for luke and mm-hmm. not like one he has to explain because i'll just be real i love i love empire but like at the same time it's so weird just that all of a sudden he's just like in the snow and Obi was just like go to this planet you've never heard of bye <laughs> <laughs> there's an extended raid on the bunker which is cool it makes it kind of like a war movie but then it's undercut by a joke at the end that han says i'm like why this what <laughs> Wait, do you remember this? the joke because i'm trying to remember it yeah it's the guy's like stop you rebel scum and he's like scum how <laughs> hurtful or something like that oh and then there's a there's a pretty good subplot with the uh emperor is telling the guy who's in control of the death star to blow up the moon if the rebels get control of the shield generator it's this extra step of your friends are not getting out of this. Even if mm. they succeed, they lose. Uh, Commander is like, I don't want to do this. There are people down on the ground. It just adds some extra tension. I would have preferred that to be. Yeah, it, it, oh, out wait. of all these, it's the one that I think they should have. My kept thing it. is, too, you could, and like when I hear stuff like that, and then I know that the entire second act is Care Bears the movie. I, I just, I'm sitting here like, you could have at least had two, three, four interspliced scenes of anything else it'd be good for that but also it just like shows the humanity of uh like that imperial officer specifically something we don't really get in the original no. trilogy yeah, at we all we don't get a lot of but regret like, like even if like he's not coming at it from a, a space of like oh maybe i shouldn't blow up this planet it's he's coming at it from like a oh those are my men down there mm-hmm. those yeah. are my people and like i don't want to just kill them because my emperor tells me to yeah i mean even even if it wasn't his men for the fact that him say there are people down there it's like to go lives will be lost no matter who they are and i don't feel comfortable yeah. genociding a planet you know well and, yeah. and to be fair 
he has doubts. He is definitely gonna do it though. But yeah. like, it's, it's <laughs> just showing that doubt is enough. I think you he's, see, he's got his finger on the button. He's got his resignation right next to it, and it's like <laughs> everything's filled out except for the signature. Presses it, signs it. Two weeks, I'm out. I wish I knew that like actor's name because he does such a good delivery with it despite the fact that he doesn't say a whole lot mm. you just see how uncomfortable he mm-hmm. looks oh so they're, and they're he sells shot. it so well so huh? all all these scenes are shot yeah oh yeah it, oh, no you can no wa- you can go watch this yeah yeah go I, I it's a great scene yeah. yeah go on youtube there's a collage of all of them yeah so those that's all i got um do y'all have any other ones that y'all can think of the only one that i found that was a bit interesting is not so much the scene itself, also because it involves one of your guys' favorite things, the Force Planet. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh yeah. This is what happening. deleted scene involves the Force Planet? So <laughs> it got so many episodes as it is. What, so, <laughs> what they were going to do is during that episode, they were going to actually have the sun. Oh, who, a Clone Wars deleted scene. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, so this is in the Clone Wars, but uh, so essentially, what they were gonna do is that the sun, who's the essence of the dark side was going to go into essentially like kind of a cave similar to like the one yoda has on on dagobah and like he was going to see the dark side force ghosts of darth bane and darth revan and this would have made revan canon that would have been dope and then in addition revan says something along the lines of whoever controls skywalker controls the universe so if anything it gives him a motivation for wanting the dark side to overtake Anakin, but then also it would give credence to that's why Palpatine wants Anakin because he's the chosen one. And if he has him by his side, that means that he can influence the outcome. And in addition, it would have made dark side users able to become force ghosts. But since George Lucas decided against that, scene got nixed they even had sam whitwer who voiced the sun like do dialogue for it and it sounds great i find that interesting because i think the idea of dark side force ghosts is like kind of cool mm-hmm. um but at the same time i, I, I see the ghost fight yeah that would be cool <laughs> i i think <laughs> they I, can't die yeah right <laughs> so it's, it's just gonna be cool or better yet i want to see them like stuck in an apartment together <laughs> <laughs> i like the idea more that they can't become ghosts because then it becomes a thing where it's like the jedi find their way to eternity because they accept their death and the cis whole thing is that they refuse to accept their death they are constantly trying to extend their lives to like clone themselves new bodies all that stuff but that's that's thematic stuff like the temple underneath coruscant if it had been the thing that had already been established i wouldn't think twice about it (laughs) it's thematic stuff none of that needs to go into the force planet episode (laughs) (laughs) but to wrap this up what is out of everything we've talked about? What's the one thing you wish had made it in? Uh, yeah, either the last Jedi clip or that, uh, or the Return of the Jedi clip because I feel like they just add so much context without like ruining the pacing or anything. Yeah, which and so return, it would just which the the one about uh the guy blowing up the uh, blowing up indoor. I I thought that's what you were talking about. Yeah, I I would agree with that because that I, scene's only like thirty seconds long or something. Yeah, and it would have added some necessary depth to some of some of minor characters and like kind of seeing more or less the Empire's or, or the Emperor's like reach over people. I think for me, uh, I. I personally think it would have been cool to see the Sith temple i my my only problem with with anakin's turn in revenge of the sith is how absolutely sharp it is and the fact that like george lucas advertised the movie as you all know why this man is called darth vader and then like all of a sudden palpatine just goes 
henceforth, and then you said it on one episode, looks through thousand Sith baby names book, <laughs> Vader. And it's just like, <laughs> I would have preferred there to be more of like an orientation into it. Yeah. That would have been cool for me. Um, <laughs> I am Palpatine. I am your res life leader. <laughs> Please follow me this way to, for your orientation. We will get your classes sorted out. Now, do you, now, do you register as a zero or a one? And if, <laughs> on your taxes um but the point being is like I, I would have been okay with with that i think that would have added some depth uh i personally think that uh obi-wan should have just killed all those clones anyway caleb what's yours um well it's obviously greedo fighting little baby anakin oh my god no it's it, the, the dumbest thing i've ever heard get bent greedo <laughs> no i i i believe what you were meaning to say was clunky. no i think it's the dooku introduction in the temple i just really like that scene i like how it's written yeah that's I like, cool um what it what it suggests uh with the connection with to qui-gon admittedly we've basically gotten all that with expanded stuff but that's the one that just sticks out to me it's like oh this is probably the one that i would want to see most well, well that and like people are going to be watching i mean you know obviously not everyone but i think for the most part people are going to be watching the movies first and so i mean i yeah. think it's better to give him that context within the realm of the movie right. and then just see it play out through the expended lore yeah, and, and you're speaking to it as a film not so much as as star wars as a franchise yeah, you know which yeah. in the course of a film that would have made so much more sense it's like how they don't explain anything about sifo-dyas and you're like really wish they would have explained that in the movie but here we are so, if y'all have any thoughts on the deleted scenes, either that we've talked about or that we missed, because, I mean, there are so many out there. There's a lot. You can reach out to us at StarWarsTherapy at gmail.com. Uh, if you really want to help us out, you can tell us about them in a five-star review, because that boosts us up in the algorithm. You can find me at Caleb from the Real World on Instagram and YouTube. From there, you can find my litany of other podcasts, Hot Trash and Unlimited, All New 52, and The Snub Club. And you can find me at Steven Weben on Instagram. That is S-T-E-E-B-E-N-W-E-E-B-E-N. And you can find me on YouTube at Steven, spelled exactly the way I just said it. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Alex Bryson or at twitch.tv slash ST3PHE underscore. Don't forget the underscore. The underscore is very important. Very important. And join us next time when we'll talk about Star Wars. And, and life! life.